0: Welcome back to Gen Zen, a place where we discuss everything spirituality and self development as we navigate life as Gen Zs together. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode. This week, I am joined by Kara Hawkins Coaching. She is a life and mindset coach who helps women unlock their personal power, create their own path to their future, and upgrade their belief systems so they can experience new levels of peace and fulfillment. And this week we sit down and talk all about the subconscious mind, one of my favorite topics. We talk about what the subconscious mind is, what a limiting belief is, and how our thoughts influence the way we show up in the world and the beliefs that we have about ourselves. This is a really, really juicy episode. Kara shares all her wisdom and tips for reprogramming the subconscious mind and how you can actually empower yourself to change your mindset and how it in turn changes your life. I'm really excited for you to listen to this one. As always, if you loved, it would mean the world to me if you could leave a review on Spotify or Apple podcasts. And without further ado, let's get into it. Or well, welcome Cara. Welcome to the Gen Zen podcast. We're so happy to have you here
1: thank you so much i'm so excited to be
0: here yes so today we are talking all about the subconscious mind what it is how we can reprogram it how it's connected to our conscious mind and how we can actually begin to change it and change our belief system and Kara is an expert in this topic we've had many conversations about subconscious mind so i'm very excited to have her on the podcast to share all her wisdom with you all. Oh, so, thank yes, you so. Let's much. dive straight <laughs> on into it. So, Cara, the first question, as always, I like to ask is what does spirituality mean to you? We always start with a with a deep one. Mmm, I like this because yeah, I
1: think it does mean something different to everyone. Um I think what I would say is it's all about that awareness. So awareness of yourself um who you are what we are actually capable of as humans and how we can create our own reality and also I guess our
0: awareness of why we're here and our purpose Mm, I like that yeah all about becoming more aware of our true nature why we're really Mm -hmm. here yeah I really like that that definition that was lovely. Very Thank succinct you. as well. Very mm. good. <laughs> um, and then also, I'd love to ask sort of like what brought you into coaching for people who maybe don't know you? Like what's kind of been your journey into the coaching space and your own yeah, self-development journey, really?
1: Mm. Yeah, so it all started... It was a couple of years ago now, I was experiencing problems of my health um, and it lasted for about a year. I was getting infections almost every week, I was really run down, I was exhausted, Um, I couldn't make it through the day without needing to sleep. Um, I went to see lots of different doctors, Um, I read books, I went to see all different holistic people, Um, I tried different diets and nothing was working. Um, And I got to this point where I thought I was completely stuck, nothing was ever going to change. Um, And then I started to learn about the power of our mind. And I was very skeptical at first, um, but I thought this is, all I've got at this point, I've tried everything else. I didn't understand how your mind could have an influence on symptoms you're experiencing in your body. I thought it was crazy, Um, but so I gave it a go. I started to apply some of the stuff that I was learning and it completely transformed my life in every way, not just with the symptoms I was experiencing, but my whole view on life, myself, what I was capable of it was a complete life transformation.
0: Wow. And so did did the symptoms go away, like as a result of you applying what you'd learnt then?
1: Yes, it was quite slow, but it wasn't like an instant gone. But I think it took over time, I think as I was healing myself and my body, it was, I was experiencing it less and less and less until it started to go.
0: Mm. And so what were some of the things that you started implementing? Were they more mindset or spiritual practices? What was it that kind of you saw the most difference? I think it's hard
1: to explain. I think the main thing was realising the power that I had. I think for so long I was stuck in feeling, thinking that I just had this problem and I couldn't change it. And it was kind of part of me now. And I didn't realise that once I started to change the way I thought about it, it then starts to change what is possible for you. Um, So even simple things like I was going throughout my day saying, I'm so tired, I'm so exhausted. And I think in this book, one of the books that I read to start with, it said never follow the words I am by something negative or that holds you back or something like that even if it's a tiny thing start changing that and forcing yourself to stop and something as small as that made such a big difference
0: yeah so I guess it was all about actually you starting to just realize and bring awareness to how you're speaking to yourself and stuff because Mm. I guess that and we'll get on to this it all feeds into our subconscious mind. Whatever our exactly. subconscious mind is being fed is going to be projected and reflected back to us in our experience. Mm. Um, yeah. And also, you have a really nice explanation about sort of how our thoughts create our reality. I wonder if you can speak a little bit to that. Yeah, of course. So let's
1: say you, uh, let's say you see yourself as a shy person for example and you're thinking all the time I'm so shy I'm so shy as a result of that you're going to feel shy right you're going to you're you're not going to be you're not going to feel outgoing and like you're just going to feel like you want to like hold yourself back and as a result you are going to act shy you won't perhaps network with the people you want to network with say the things you want to say make the friends that you want to make friends with and then that's obviously going to impact the results you get in life so you might not get yourself out there in the way that you want to obviously it depends on what that thinking is and yeah what area of your life it is but yeah, what I'm trying to say is that single thought that you have has such a massive impact on your reality.
0: Mm. And I guess also it it sort of forms a bit of a feedback loop, doesn't it? Because the more you don't network, and then other people might start perceiving you as, as shy, and respond to you as if you are a shy person. And therefore, that's going to reinforce the belief okay, I am shy. I am shy. I am a shy person. I don't put myself out there. Um, And yeah, so it kind of becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. And it Mm, takes something to kind of cut through the spiral and actually change the pattern. Um, And often that has to be us.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I like what you said about that feedback. Because once we then see that evidence that supports that unhelpful belief in our environment we believe it's true even more but really we can break free of that
0: mm, yeah completely and that brings us nicely onto to talking about the subconscious mind and how actually we can reprogram that and what part it plays in the beliefs we have about ourselves so could you kind of in as simple terms as you can explain what is our subconscious mind of course okay so i guess we have
1: we have our conscious mind and that's what we are aware of in the current moment and then below our current awareness is the subconscious mind and you can see this as what we do automatically so when you drive a car for example you don't think about what you're doing you just drive it's automatic that's done through our subconscious mind um, and the subconscious mind is so powerful because it actually makes up about 95% of our mind and so a lot of what we do in everyday life is driven by that automatic side
0: of our mind. Yes, I love that. That's a brilliant sort of explanation of it. And I think what people don't realise is the same way that we're running programmes in our subconscious mind about, say, driving a car or like, opening doors or cooking things or all the tasks that we completely Mm -hmm. take for granted that we know how to do, they're all the subconscious mind is all responsible Mm. for those but also patterns of thinking as well because so many of our thoughts on a daily basis are just repeated Mm. um I think there's something crazy like 90% of our thoughts daily are just repeated thoughts and actually we're running those are subconscious patterns as well that we don't realize that we're running like the chai example if you say I am a shy person, actually, the subconscious mind is going to run that pattern. Um, Or if you are, if you say, oh, I I get really anxious about, you know, exams or something, that is going to start, that is going to start the trigger of the pattern of behavior that you play out when you are nervous for exams. And so your, Mm. your subconscious mind is just trying to help you and offer you sort of the The easiest solution based on oh okay we've done this before it wants the path of least resistance so it's like okay if we've done that before that's the pattern we're going to play out rather than trying to invent a new one every single time and relearn how we respond to things um because that would be quite exhausting for the subconscious mind it just just plays out the old patterns
1: Mm,
0: yeah exactly
1: yeah and i like what you said about Mm -hmm. how it's actually just trying to help us. It doesn't realise it's doing something that's holding us back. It's, it's just taking in what we've fed it and it's just trying to make those processes more automatic for us. So
0: I guess coming on off of that, because we've spoken a lot about, a little bit about beliefs as well, sort of the recurring example we're using of I am saying I am a shy person, for example. Um, Could you explain to people what we mean when we talk about a limiting belief? Because saying I am shy, you could see as a limiting belief about someone. So could you just kind of explain that for people who might not be familiar with it? Of course. So
1: a limiting belief is a belief that we hold about ourselves or what's possible for us or the world around us and this belief is holding us back or limiting us in
0: some way I love that you're so succinct with your answers I love it no no sort of like <laughs> rambling it's so good and like where do you think these limiting beliefs come from where do they usually come from if we have yeah so they come from our subconscious mind and
1: so our subconscious mind how they come from that it's it's built up of all of our past experiences and the beliefs and values that we've had from these experiences so perhaps things people have told us or again like yeah experiences things that perhaps if something really bad happened or yeah just something that triggered you to store something in there Um, and especially up to the age of seven years old your subconscious mind is so so open and so things that you experience and things that you are told um, during that young age you take as face value and you store that in your subconscious mind so so easily and then if it can, if we don't do the work to change that, it can then impact us for the rest of our lives.
0: Mm. Yeah, I guess that comes back to the programs that we end up running. It's like if we, if we form a belief when we are younger in the not to seven time frame yeah. of like someone telling us, "Oh, you're you're really shy," for example, we're really running with that one today. Um, mm. Then <laughs> you're going to start to believe that about yourself or maybe you Mm. you decide that because something happened to you in in the playground where you were where you didn't want to go up to someone and you formed that belief i i am a shy person and then for the past however many years of the rest of your life you've just been uh compounding that belief and kind of building up all the evidence to suggest that that is Mm. still true and i guess the, the the limiting part of it is it's only a limiting belief if we decide it's a limiting belief if, if it is actually holding us back in some way because someone might have a belief about themselves that others might may feel like oh is that a limiting belief but actually they go no that's actually really helpful for me and really empowering so i think it's important to note to anyone listening that you get to decide what is a limiting belief for you and mm. it is funny, I don't know if you've found this, Kara, but, like, I feel like as I become more aware of, of the beliefs that I hold about myself and the fact that they are just beliefs and not facts, they sort of tend to, like, pop up at random times in your life <laughs> when yeah. you're not expecting them and you'll just go, oh, that's a belief that I didn't realise I had about myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I realised one about myself the other day that I wasn't aware of and it was that and this is quite a quite a deep one really but it was that if I I suddenly found this belief about myself that I thought that if I'm vulnerable if I'm vulnerable with with friends or in relationships then people won't like me because I'm not my happy Mm. self and that's what people like about me so if I'm vulnerable or if I get upset then why would people won't like me because I'm not being the easygoing, happy-go-lucky mm. Holly that people are used to. And that was such a like, light bulb moment for me. And, and just, I realized that I was running this pattern of behavior for like the past 23 years of my life wow. and, and I had no idea. And I'm sort of just now in the process of becoming aware of it and noticing it. Cause that's the other thing with beliefs. We don't have to change them right away. Sometimes it's enough to, just to bring them to light and Mm -hmm. notice how they're impacting our life. But um, yeah, I wonder if you have any sort of similar experiences with just beliefs kind of popping up randomly. (laughs) One that
1: I've noticed recently, which is a funny one, is I always hit my knees on stuff and I have really sore knees as a result. And I think that's why I have sore knees. And I'm always saying, every time I hit my knees, I say, why do I always hit my knees on stuff? Like, oh, I, I'm just saying, I just keep saying it. Like, I keep hitting my knees on stuff. Like, I just do it. Like, it's just something I always do. And I've started to realise, I actually think it's my language that's making me do that, which is, it's a bit of a weird one because that's obviously different to the process that we talked about of influencing your feelings. And then it makes more sense in that way. This one's mm. a bit of a random one because it's like yeah it's saying that I my language is influencing me bumping into my into stuff but it's yeah it's a weird one and I think I'm going to really try and make a conscious effort
0: to stop saying that and see what happens yeah because it and that comes back to the feedback loop of our thoughts creating our beliefs which creates our reality I find that there's some people in my in in my life that just attract angry people towards them Mm -hmm. and like they're always getting into into situ into bad situations and so they form this belief that like for example for example people who work um like in hospitality and say oh all all customers are are horrible that's the belief that they formed and then I find that they always get the worst customers (laughs) and I never have to deal with any of the difficult customers and they do and it happens over and over again it's because they've got that belief so they are looking for that they're always looking for that Mm. evidence and the subconscious mind is just picking up on all of those experiences and deleting all the evidence to suggest that that Mm -hmm. isn't true it's so fascinating.
1: It, it's crazy, isn't it? And I don't know, you probably know about the reticular activating system as well. And that's that. This part of this our brain that we have. And because obviously we can only focus on so much at once. And so what we are choosing to focus on is what our mind is going to show us more of because it thinks it's being helpful and supporting us in that way but if we are wording things wrong and saying focusing on the negative thing we are going to get more answers
0: and see more of that thing Mm. it's like the the classic example isn't it of as soon as you decide that you want to buy a specific car or you become aware of a specific car you start to see it everywhere everywhere you go and yeah. that is exactly your RAS, your reticular activating system. That's, that's what it's doing. And so when you become aware of that process and, and everyone can everyone's experienced that where you suddenly think of something and then you see it everywhere. So if we start to make that process a bit more conscious and go, actually, what do I want to choose to see in life? What do I want to choose to believe? And that's where I think uh, there's a really interesting debate about like the news and what media we're consuming and it's something that i'm kind of grappling with at the moment is like still staying up to date with what's going on in the world but then on the other hand being aware that i don't want to form a belief about you know the world being a bad place or the world being doomed or no Mm. one having any money because they are very very strong beliefs and then I'm going to pick up on more of that. And I think it can actually really negatively impact our, our well-being. So I think it's a, it's a delicate balance to tread. But, yeah, I'm definitely becoming more conscious of what media I'm consuming and how that is influencing the beliefs that I am forming. Definitely. And I think it's not only our beliefs
1: that it impacts as well. Um, it's when you're consuming information that is quite negative, it's going to make you feel negative because you're it's going to influence your thinking and like we said before that will influence your feeling and so on and so yeah like you say if you can find ways to still consume news but in ways that's not so negative um that is really really helpful as well or just limiting your time as well
0: Mm, yeah limiting time on social media or being really conscious and mindful with who you're following and what messages they're putting out because we do find ourselves living in echo chambers as well if we're not careful we can we can definitely do that so yeah it's understanding that our beliefs are just that they're just beliefs they're not actually fact are they they are just a result of the evidence we have built up and Mm -hmm. our subconscious mind's nature is to delete all the information that doesn't reinforce our beliefs that's what we want to look for we don't want to be constantly challenging the beliefs that we've formed um so we'll just pick up on the evidence that supports it um so it can be tricky to Mm. break free of some beliefs that are really if they're really entrenched i'd say um but yeah just being mindful i think is is really important Mm. So I wanted to kind of move on now and talk a little bit about once we've become aware of the beliefs we have, how do we, and I guess this is quite a big question, but how do we start to reprogram the subconscious mind to think differently and to change our beliefs? Mm, I like this. Okay, so
1: there is a few steps to it, as you know, and obviously awareness is that first step. And like you said as well, a lot of beliefs um, often only do need that awareness, um, especially if they're not very strong. Um, That's all it takes to just think, oh, okay, I'm doing that. I I don't need to believe that anymore. Um, But the next step after that awareness that is really powerful, but it's not always possible, but it's trying to think to yourself about where that belief has come from as once you're once you understand that it is just this belief that you formed because of something that happened in your past perhaps an experience or something someone's told you once you realize that and it's not actually who you are as a person it's really freeing and it's yeah it's just a really great like realization to have and it allows you to just realize that it is possible to let go of it because it's not who you are. Um, yeah, so that is that next step. I don't know if you've got anything to touch on on
0: that bit before I move on. No, I think that's good. I think also the 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 a really great way to actually do that. What you said is is well, my favorite way is to do it through through journaling. Just get out your mm. journal and kind of write down this belief and and say where did this come from or where did I where did I learn this what has influenced me to start believing this what is what is my reason for believing this um but yeah no I think I think that's great mm. what you said and as well people who don't journal and don't quite understand it
1: doing something like that and writing it down it's crazy how different of an a uh, of of an answer you can get compared to when you ask yourself in your mind so yeah i would really recommend journaling instead of just thinking about it um yeah Mm. but
0: yeah after that once you yeah what's the next step
1: (laughs) yeah so after that the the next step is to work on clearing that limiting belief and this is something obviously you and i holly um we both do as coaches, there are so many techniques that you can be taken through, depending on what that belief is, um, just to help remove that from your subconscious mind. And then once you've done that, it's asking yourself, what do I want to believe instead? And working on programming that new belief in your subconscious mind. And obviously, there's lots of ways you can do that as well. There's affirmations, visualization, um, lots of mindset work. But I think most importantly as well, it's stepping outside of your comfort zone and acting in alignment with that new belief. You can't just do the mindset work and say, oh, it's going to happen. You need to do put in the work as well and start acting in alignment and once you do that, that paired with the mindset work, you will just start believing in it, it'll become your new truth because you're thinking that way, you're acting that way, it's true for you now and that will form your new belief.
0: Yeah, no I love that and that is, yeah that's exactly the process that that we go through with clients in, in coaching sessions is what is the belief, how do we reprogram it and then what do you want to choose to believe instead and I wonder if you could maybe share I think it could be helpful for people to understand what are some of the most common beliefs that you see and how have you seen people change those beliefs into more empowering ones I think
1: one of the biggest ones is saying I can't do that it's just not it's not who I am, it's just not possible for me. I'm not the kind of person that could do that. And I think one of the key questions you could ask yourself here is, okay, you you don't believe that right now, but let's pretend you were someone that could do that. What would that look like for you then? And if you if you can't imagine yourself transforming in that way just try and picture someone else and look at what their steps would be how they might be able to change what just little steps they can take and what would their life look like if they believe differently and it's just trying to think about it in that different way you open up lots of new ideas and you stop limiting yourself
0: yeah that is a really common one of just thinking well I can't do that like that's not it's not possible for me and i think it's it really comes up when we are thinking about the outcomes and goals that we want to achieve and i always say to clients like let yourself really dream and 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 goal plan and whatever limiting beliefs pop up you know as you're doing it like well i don't have the money for that or that's that's not possible or i'm not good enough to get into that school or whatever whatever it is write that down still let yourself dream um and and just take a note of it and then you can come back to it later and go okay that belief right now how do i change that and yeah mm-hmm. sometimes it's hard to think okay what if you know can i change so think about i like that what you said about think about someone else what would they be doing um and i think it's also really important when you're trying to untangle beliefs especially at the start because you know it can feel a bit confronting to go okay well every every belief I have about myself isn't true then that can feel quite a quite a scary concept because you've lived your whole life this way and so I think just starting to look for the evidence is actually a really like practical way of starting to untangle beliefs so what evidence do you have for the belief and what evidence do you have against the belief um can be really helpful to make you understand just to open up your thinking a little bit say um you know okay i'm not i'm not capable of of getting the grades let's say that could be a limiting belief Mm -hmm. okay so what evidence do you have to suggest that you are capable and what evidence do you have to suggest that that you aren't capable? Because there will be evidence in both in both camps, yeah. And then what can come from it is a belief that you feel is more true. Now you have looked at both both pieces of evidence, and I think that's often the the like you said. There's so many different techniques to use, aren't there, for the mm-hmm. changing beliefs? But that one's really sort of nice and and simple for ones that aren't yeah. necessarily that heavy too heavy um it can be nice to just start to think okay well what's my what's my evidence for this and sometimes you realize actually i I don't have much evidence for this i've just taken that one piece of evidence and completely run with it and formed this whole belief system around this Mm -hmm. one thing when i've got this whole host of evidence to suggest otherwise absolutely yeah i think as well um
1: say you do form that list of evidence to support that unhelpful belief it's looking at that and thinking okay so there's all these reasons to support it but do these reasons have to be true moving forwards or can i change these reasons as well because they don't have to be true as well they can almost be like little limiting beliefs in themselves or limiting behaviors or that kind of Mm. thing it's all things we can still change if we want to and yeah it's just it comes back to realizing that power that we do have
0: yeah I love that actually because that's so true when often if I'm doing this with myself I'll write the list of evidence to suggest that the negative belief is true and I'll go well that's a limiting belief in itself right there that one yeah (laughs) so yeah it, it yeah I think it's a really important point to make I guess it would be nice to hear your own experience with this, but what sort of happened, what starts to happen when we do start to do this mindset work and upgrade our belief systems? I think, I think the key thing, obviously
1: you are going to start changing the results you get in life because you're becoming that person you want to be to support what you want. So That's going to be a big thing. But I think the bigger thing that people don't realize at the start is something you realize on the journey is actually like working on yourself and becoming that person you want to be. That feels amazing. It is like so empowering and it just brings you so much fulfillment and happiness. Like, knowing that you are growing and becoming that person that you want to be that is often even so much better than getting the actual external result that you're after and i'm sure i'd love to know what your thoughts are on that as well
0: yeah no i think that's that's so true it's all about really i mean in a lot of ways, I think it is quite related to spirituality, because it's breaking down those barriers between who we believe we are at the core of our being and who we want to be. And just, I think our our sense of being uh, can become a bit more fluid, we can realise that we don't have to be the shy person, the anxious person, the person who always gets things wrong. Like, just because and even if you think that might be true in one sense, I feel like sometimes if we say oh i'm I'm shy in this in this scenario," you then just take on the identity of "Oh, I am shy mm-hmm. like when actually nothing about yourself has to be true or not true in all situations, yeah. and we can be we can completely reinvent ourselves in in each and every moment we get to choose what beliefs we take forward and what beliefs we decide to leave mm-hmm. and to provide a bit of a co- more concrete example for me i've always believed that oh I'm, I'm just not a very good speaker i'm not a very good speaker i can't really speak. Mm. I always stumble over my words, and I suddenly went oh why does why am I believing that? Why does that have to be true? Because that is not going to be helpful moving forwards when I have to present and lead things, and that's what I want to do with this yeah. with this podcast, even and for a while, it actually stopped me recording an episode because I thought well I just I'm just not a good speaker and I'll stumble loads and I actually decided well okay maybe maybe I did used to believe that but what what would happen if I decided not to believe that for a second let's just see what happens and what's really interesting is when you change the belief it's fascinating to watch what starts to happen externally around you because I've had so many people say Oh, you're such a good speaker and you speak really well and it's still really difficult because that belief was quite uh embedded in me that I can't I can't do this I'm not very good at this so sometimes I still think oh really I don't know Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm not sure if it's true but it's so funny that because I let go of the started to let go of the belief other people have now been reinforcing the new belief yeah so yeah I think that's really fascinating wow yeah it's cool it's been quite a journey really um Mm. but yeah that's what that is the power of of what you know what we say to ourselves whatever we're saying Mm. to ourselves is going to manifest in our reality exactly and me looking at you now i would have
1: never known that because you are the complete opposite of how you're being right now so it does just show you you are living proof right now of how that works
0: (laughs) Exactly. So this is, this is your sort of sign, anyone listening that like, you really do have immense power. I actually saw a quote the other day that was like, you are incredibly powerful, as long as you realize that you are incredibly powerful. (laughs) And as long as you believe Mm -hmm. that. Um, Because yeah, we totally choose what we think about ourselves. And it, it can change everything. And I guess one of the next questions I wanted to ask maybe people listening to this might be feeling this. Why do you think we feel like it is difficult to change? Because, because I feel like sometimes it, it we can feel like it's it's easier to stay where we are. And some of these beliefs, you know, I know it's easy for us to sit here and say, you know, you can just change. But sometimes when that belief is just feels so true to who we are, it can feel like really sticky and really like, I, I don't be- i do believe that this is true about me how can i possibly mm. start to break out of this um so sort of what would you say to that person and and is it hard to change and yeah any advice on that mm. i think yeah
1: this is a big one and there's lots of elements to it depending on the person um as obviously as well there's that person who like you say, it's ingrained into them, and as a result, they've not even tried to change. That's how I used to be. I just believed it as who I was, I couldn't change, and so didn't even bother. And then there's the person on the other side who is trying and trying, but they're not seeing the results and don't believe they can change for that reason. And I think. If you just believe it's who you are, that comes down to, again, that limiting belief that it's it you believe you can't change. And I'm sure there will be some sort of reason for that, perhaps in the past you felt that way, in past experiences, things people have told you. I think it's like, I have this memory of, because I used to re- be really, really shy as well, and I have this memory of my mum telling someone when I was younger she's just a shy girl and I think it was hearing that she's just a shy girl that that kind of says it's who I am and it's just part of me and I think I then took that on to believe it was who I am and so that obviously makes you feel like you can't change it's just who you are and so again like we said before it just comes down to rewiring that belief realizing where it came from taking the steps to
0: realize how you can change that and support that new belief yeah i like that and and also i think on that note is it's whatever you can do to just take a baby step even to just distance yourself from that belief even even a little bit so even mm-hmm. if it's going okay well maybe maybe i do still believe that i'm shy in, in some situations but do i do i have to be shy in all situations is that mm. true because there must you know i'm sure there are times where maybe that hasn't that isn't true and that hasn't been true so if you just start to even take the smallest step if it if it feels too big to sort of just disregard the belief and and upgrade it to a new one straight away is just going, okay, well, is this true all the time in every situation? Mm. What situations is it not true in? It, you begin to, uh, yeah, just unravel that strong identity that you have to it. Like, you and the belief are like this. You just start to mm. ever so slightly, you know, pull apart from it a little bit, I think can be really, really important. And Definitely. I guess my my sort of follow-on question to that is can anyone change their subconscious mind and upgrade their beliefs? Yes,
1: if you if you want it and you're willing to put in the work, as it's not something that is just really easy, as I'm sure you've probably gathered from us talking today. But it's not too hard either. Like, It does take time and it requires work and it requires you to step outside of your comfort zone, but it's not something you can just do like that. Um, It does require that work. So as long as you want it, absolutely you can change your subconscious mind.
0: Mm, That's a really nice sort of closing point, I think actually, is that, yeah, empower yourself to go, I, I can change, but also being aware that it is difficult and it does require work it doesn't it doesn't just come and it also requires a lot of self-awareness I think because it is just so much easier to accept the patterns for who you are and it's a lot harder to look at your life and go okay well where because I think it's about it's about taking back ownership isn't it because sometimes we end up falling into victim mode of This is just who I am. These are the patterns that I run. I'm shy. I'm not confident. I'm not capable of this. Oh, sort of woe is me. Mm. And we do create this whole victim identity. And that can be a hard pill to swallow sometimes. Um, I know it has been for me in the past too. And yes, validate your emotions and validate your feelings. But there comes a point where you have to realize you are the only one who can change your life and change your beliefs no one else can do it for you not even mm-hmm. a coach like a coach is there to guide you and help you but the work comes from you and you have to be committed to that to that journey and really sit with yourself and go okay well you know i need to look at my life and and really think how am i playing a part in what is going on in my life because everything external is just a reflection of internal Um, So yeah, I really, really like that, Mm. that sort of closing note. Um, I don't know if you had anything else to add. I think the
1: only thing that came to mind just then, um, with you saying about taking control of your life, it's an, an analogy here is about sitting in the driver's seat of your life, instead of sitting in the passenger's seat and just letting someone else take control and letting other things happen, because if you don't take control, someone else will do it for you. So it's deciding what you want, who you want to be, and taking the wheel and steering your life where you want it to go.
0: Mm. Yes, I love that. Mm, That's so beautiful. Thank you. (laughs) So my closing question that I I like to ask, because it's the Gen Zen podcast, is what makes you feel Zen? In your life Hmm.
1: okay so i think my main thing at the moment that makes me feel really zen is i like to go and sit at the bottom of my garden and especially now it's summer it's so lovely i will bring my journal i'll do some journaling and do some meditation and meditating as well just to the nature sounds as I don't know about you but when I'm meditating in my room I need something so I always put my airpods in but just listening to that real the real nature sounds is so so lovely and yeah zen is definitely the word to describe it
0: lovely yeah I love that any nature sounds definitely makes me feel zen like the sound of water or birds or just just even the wind it just yeah mm-hmm. very zen mm-hmm. I love it and then how can people work with you how can people connect with you after this episode so I
1: you can connect with me on Instagram at Carahawkinscoaching. Hawkins coaching um, and I do also have two spots opening up for one-on-one coaching in August And as well, if you are interested in coaching and just experiencing what it is like and the impact it can have, um, I do also offer a complimentary session. So if you are interested in that, then do get in touch as well.
0: Amazing. Mm -hmm. Oh, thank you so much. This has been so insightful and I love talking about the subconscious mind. I could talk about it all day. I think it's so important and something that more people should really know about. So I really appreciate all your time and energy into this topic. It's been so valuable and I'm sure everyone listening has got so much out of it. Um, So thank you so much, Cara. And to everyone else, we will see you next week for another episode. Amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening. If this episode left you feeling more zen, it would mean the absolute world to me if you went and gave it a review. It's the best way to get new people into the Zen community and get even more amazing guests onto the show so we can have more juicy and expansive conversations. Thank you so much in advance and until next time, stay zen.